Welcome. I want to thank you for joining me and for tuning into the Kingdom Channel, where we are publishing the good news of the gospel and teaching the kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, during these last days and tumultuous times. Today's episode is going to be about prayer, an earthly license for heavenly interference. Welcome back, family. I am very excited to share with you this episode of prayer. I'm going to go deep into prayer and its importance in the kingdom of God. All right. I said before, Adam and Eve lost dominion. Adam and Eve lost the kingdom of God in the beginning due to sin and death and disobedience. All right. Key words for this episode is going to be dominion, kingdom, prayer, commandments, communion, and unity. So I would like you to keep these keywords in mind as I go forward with this message. Okay, Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 reads, and God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion or let them have the kingdom over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all of the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he them. Male and female created he them. So this means that now we have been placed on top of the food chain. We are head of everything on the earth. He named it all. All the creeping things on the earth, all the cattle, the fish of the sea, and the fowl of the air. Let man have dominion over them. We are in the image of God. So it's just right that we have dominion and nothing has dominion over us. But we see that sin and death now has dominion over the man, which was never God's intention for the man. So we know the story, Adam and Eve fell into sin and they surely died as God so promised. If you want more information on the story of Adam and Eve and in the Garden of Eden, take a pause right here and listen to my first episode where I went into much depth. But this episode, I want to expound upon and highlight what we lost in the kingdom, which was a right to pray to God, okay? Prayer is something that is least understood, but it is incorporated in every religion on the face of the planet. Any religion that you go to, prayer is dead heart and the center. There is not a religion without prayer, okay? So prayer is important, but why is that? We need communication with God. Before the fall, Adam and Eve had communication with God. They had 
perfect communion with God without sin. God is holy and he doesn't do anything. He doesn't deal with sin. But when they fell into disobedience, this tore the relationship apart. And so with the Messiah, with Jesus, he came to reestablish that relationship, to reestablish communion and unity with God. Through the Holy Spirit, we are reconciled with God. Now we have regained the right to pray to God. This episode is called Prayer, an Earthly License for Heavenly Interference. Pause right here, and I would like to get you to understand God's intention for creating the earth and man to rule over the earth. Now, God wanted to rule over a physical realm by influencing it with his invisible heavenly kingdom. So he created a physical man to rule over the physical earth influenced by his heavenly kingdom. So that's why communication and unity is one. Adam and Eve had unity with God. Therefore, they, the earth was being influenced by the invisible God. They were made in his image and in his likeness. Okay, but sin separated that. And now God separated himself from the man. So now God is in heaven, where is his throne, and earth belongs to the man. God can't go back on his word. All right, so the earth still belongs to the man. I read in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, he said, and let them have dominion over the earth. He didn't say, let me have dominion, or I will take dominion. He said, let the man have dominion over the earth. Can you imagine having the authority to give God permission to intervene in your earthly matters? That's exactly what it is. Giving God permission to intervene on our earthly matters. And I'm going to give you another scripture in Psalms uh, chapter 115, verse 16. The psalmist writes, the highest heavens belong to the Lord, but the earth he has given to mankind. So now we see it, a split difference between the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of earth. The kingdom of heaven has its own laws and way of living, which is invisible to the naked eye. And the earth has laws and government systems created but this, these laws and government systems have been created by man and we know that man is flawed we know that man is sin we and fallen into sin so we need a higher government system to rule over the earth and that higher government system is called the kingdom of heaven which God intended to rule over the earth with but Satan the enemy and sin tore this relationship apart, made us separate. God can't deal with sin because he is a holy God. And so he left us alone to deal with our own earth. God, man, man wanted his own kingdom for himself. God let him have it while he sits in his throne in heaven.
Understand this is a stark difference. But Jesus, the Messiah, came down from heaven with the government on his shoulders. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6 reads, For unto us a child is given, unto us a son is born. And the government, the kingdom, should be on his shoulders. Originally, originally, the kingdom belonged to Adam and Eve, but we forfeited that, right? So we can start our own government. But we see the government, time after time, man-made government is not fair, not equal, and it is flawed. But the kingdom of God is perfect. And so thus, we lost the right to pray to God. Right, he won't hear the sinner's prayers, right? So therefore, any problem that we run into, it's on our own hands, and we can't pray to God. Thankful for the Messiah, he comes back to reconcile us back to God and give us the right to pray to God. So since the earth is ours and God is in heaven, we need to call on God to help us in our time of need. We need God to fix our problems. And the only way we can do that is through praying. God is the word. And we must pray to God in the spirit. God is a spirit. And we must pray to God with words. Words are spirit. So we can influence our physical realm by holding on and calling down heavenly powers. Hmm, steep. We need to call on the kingdom of heaven to help us with our earthly problems. Because God is outside of earth. He's in heaven. He's not going to come down on his own will when he gave man dominion over the earth. God is working in heaven every day. He doesn't sleep or slumber. The sun rises. The sun goes down. Rain is sent. It goes where he sends it. Nothing is out of line in the kingdom of heaven. It never will be and it never has been. There is no insubordination in heaven. But on the kingdom of earth, we see a different scene. A totally different scene. This is why prayer is important and most important in the kingdom of God. We lost the right to pray to God. We lost the kingdom of God. I want you to understand that the kingdom of God is a real government system. It's not a religion. It's a relationship. Okay? So in any kingdom, on a man-made kingdom, all the citizens will go to the king and give them requests, give the king requests or whatever disputes they may have for the king to settle. Right? Likewise, with the kingdom of heavenly citizens, we approach the king's throne in prayer. Whatever, with, 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 with whatever dispute we have or problems we have so God who has have all power in his hands to solve but it's only until we call on the name of God invoke the name of God will he come down from heaven and answer our prayers that's why God was so strategic in placing and sending the Messiah a holy child in the form of flesh to help us 
to teach us. Understand, the, the government was on his shoulders. So he was sent down from heaven. He wasn't conceived as each and every one of us were conceived with a man and a woman. Mary was conceived by the Holy Ghost. Therefore, that seed that came out of her was called the Son of God. God came down from heaven in flesh to visit us, to teach us, to show us the way. Jesus prayed and he prayed more and he taught us how to pray during his time and his walk here. That's why we must all look towards the Messiah because he is the way and the truth and the life. Now I'm going to teach you how to pray to God and how to get your answers, your prayers answered by God. God can't go back on his word. That's why he sent Jesus as a man. He said, let the man have dominion over the earth. He will be out of line if he took it upon himself to change things up without a man, change the earth up without a man doing so. So he sent Jesus, a man, a holy man, sinless man, to die for the sins of mankind. So the gospel gives us example after example on how to pray to God and Jesus gives us teachings after teachings on how to pray to God and how to get your prayers answered by God. But namely, I'm going to bring up the example of blind Bartimaeus, and I'm taking it out of Luke chapter 18. Blind Bartimaeus was a blind man, a beggar, sitting in, uh, in Jericho. And as he heard a lot of noise and commotion going on, he asked, like, what's going on? And... They told him that Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. Verse 38 says, And he cried, saying, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And they who was around him said, told him to stop. You know, he has too much to do. He's doing something. But he cried, cried even more the louder. Jesus, the son of David, have mercy on me. Verse 40 says, And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be brought to him. And when he was near, he says, What wilt thou that I shall do unto thee? And then Bartimaeus replied and said, Lord, that I may receive my sight. And Jesus said to him, Receive thy sight. Thy faith has saved you. And immediately he received his, light, his sight and followed him. So God is busy, right? He is busy. He has a, his own mind, his own agenda to do. He's working all the time. What we need to do when we need help is to get his attention. We need to cry out louder, all the more the louder to him, to get his attention, to hear our request, so we may get our prayers answered by him, right? But what Jesus probably loved about blind Bartimaeus is that he called him, Thou son of David, have mercy upon me. Right? Blind Bartimaeus is aware. He, by faith, we hear by faith. He didn't read the word. You know, he only heard about the son of David and the coming Messiah. And he said, have mercy on me because I am a sinner. Right? So we must know our place and know the place of God to get our, answer, our prayers answered by God. We're sinners, so we must approach him humbly, you know, 
knowing that it's not our own, it's not on our own power that this prayer is going to be answered. We have a problem. We need God to solve it. The Messiah was healing everywhere and he heard about it. And now now was his chance because Jesus was passing by to get his prayer answered. When praying to God, we must respect God. We must fear God. We must honor the king. In Luke chapter 18, Jesus put forth a parable and it says this. And he spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and to not lose heart and to not faint, to not give up when you pray. All right. Saying there was a city and a judge who feared not God, neither regarded man. And there was a widow in that city, and she came to him, saying, Avenge me of my adversary. And he would not for a while, but afterward he said within himself, Though I do not fear God, nor do I regard men, yet because this widow troubles me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. So in a sense, we have to annoy God to the point where he answers our prayer. Push means to pray until something happens. Push. Pray until something happens. Okay? So we need faith when praying to God. Hebrews chapter 11 is, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. We have to know what we have of God before we ask him of it. We have to know, we have to have that faith, that title deed when we ask God for anything. That's why he said we must pray in the name of Jesus. Well, what is in the name of Jesus? Healing, health, joy. What else did Jesus do when he walked? Recovery of sight to the blind. All of these blessings and miracles Jesus did and we have the right to pray for. We have this right. The kingdom is ours again through the Messiah because we lost the kingdom. We lost. We, we, we started to die. We started to succumb to diseases and all other manner of things. But now all of that is reversed and the blessing has returned to mankind. I can go all day about giving you examples but I'm going to give you another example the woman with the issue of blood for 12 years okay she had an issue of blood for 12 years she spent all her money going to different doctors trying to heal her but it only got worse she spent all her money on that until she heard about Jesus passing by saying that Maybe I will finally be healed. If I can only touch but the hem of his garment, I will be healed. And she did that. And when she did that, Jesus responded and said, Who touched my clothes? Who touched me? And he turned around and saw the woman. And she knew that she wasn't hid. And he said to her, Daughter, thy faith has made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. And lastly, and the most important one, right? Jesus walking in Jerusalem and hungry, he walks to a fig tree that has a whole bunch of leaves. It should be in season, but the fig tree has no fruit on the tree. This made God, Jesus, angry because he was hungry and he was expecting a fruit 
because it looked like it should have fruit, but it had no fruit. So he cursed it and he said, no man eat fruit of this tree hereafter. And immediately that fig tree withered up and died. And one of his disciples said, look how speedily the tree withered up and died. Jesus answered him and said, have faith in God. Have the God kind of faith. In the beginning, God said, let there be light. And there was. Jesus says, have faith in God. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, and be cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass, he shall have whatever that he says. Therefore I say unto you, whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe that you have received them, and you shall have them. And now I'm going to go into more detail as to why your prayers are not being answered. James chapter 1 verse 5 reads, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that gives to all men liberally, and abradeth not, doesn't hold anything back, and it shall be given him. But let that man ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavers is like a wave of sea driven and tossed in the wind. For let not that man think he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. So we see that double-mindedness and doubting is a big stumbling block as to why our prayers aren't being answered. Self-doubt lack of faith when Jesus called Peter out of the boat to walk on the water Jesus um, Peter took um, only but a few steps and when he saw the waves blowing contrary he began to sink he took his eyes off Jesus and looked at the problem he began to doubt he was like I'm actually walking on water this can't be and so he began to sink. Doubting is one reason why prayers haven't been answered. So we have lack of faith as a reason why your prayers aren't being answered. And also, you can have all the faith in the world when you pray. But James chapter 4 verse 3 says, You ask and you receive not because you ask amiss that you may consume it on your lust, right? We pray, believing God, but we ask amiss so that we may spend whatever that we receive on our fleshly lust. So another reason why our prayers aren't being answered is because we're not praying in the name of Jesus. We're praying in the name of ourselves. Say that again. We're not praying in the name of Jesus. We pray in the name of ourselves. We ask God for a car. We ask God for many, many other things that we may spend on ourselves. Jesus prayed for other people. He prayed for forgiveness. He prayed for healing. He prayed for miracles to happen. And those things we have the right to. The kingdom of God 
belongs to us. The kingdom of God belongs to Jesus first, then to us. Okay, so let us recap on where we've come from, where we've come from. The Bible teaches us to not be anxious for anything, but with thanksgiving, let our requests be known unto God. Colossians chapter 4, verse 2 says, Devote yourselves to prayer and keeping it alert with an attitude of thanksgiving. So there we have it. We are now kingdom of heaven citizens. We have the right to pray to God. We are thankful that whatever problem that we may encounter here on earth, we can turn to God and ask for help and receive help. Not only ask, but receive the help. So this is thankful. This is an attitude of thanksgiving, right? We don't pray just to be showing off, to be seen by other men that we have the right. Now we have the right to pray to God. We pray to God to help and heal other people, just as Jesus prayed to help and to heal other people. He said, I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners into repentance. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. We now pray in the name of Jesus. The first and greatest commandment is that we love God with all our mind, with all our heart, and with all our souls. And the second commandment is just as the same. We love our neighbors as we love ourselves. So if we do love God and we love our neighbors, whatever problem my neighbor may have and asks, I can pray to God and help him that. And we have the kingdom together. This is the kingdom of God. Sharing, giving as freely as we've been given. So miracles should happen. Impossibilities should happen. With man, it is impossible. With God, nothing shall be impossible. Jesus walked on water, healed the sick, raised the dead, all at his word, because God is the word. He prayed. He, he told the storm, peace, be still. All his disciples wondered in awe and said, what manner of man is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? Be encouraged, family. The kingdom of God is among us. The only way we have access back to God is through the Messiah. The only way we have a right to pray to God to get our prayers answered is through the Messiah himself. For the government shall be on his shoulders. For the kingdom shall be on his shoulders. If we believe in the kingdom, then we inherit the kingdom, the Holy Spirit, episode three, okay? Be encouraged, family. Trust God always. I usually take this moment to give a prelude to my next episode, but this time I'm going to do something different. How about you send me a message, ask me a question, 
whatever you would like to talk, like for me to talk about. Any questions about the Bible, about God, we can have a full-out conversation about it. All right? Thank you for listening to the Kingdom Channel, and I hope you be encouraged.